Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Suzanne Harris, and on my podcast, we talk to the authors about themselves. We also talk about their books, and we talk about their ideas. Now, joining me today is a very special gentleman. His name is Mason Humphrey, and he's here to talk about his book, Incantation. Mason, welcome to Books on Air. It's a pleasure to have you as my guest today. Thank you for having me. You know, I'm always curious about how books come to be. And I don't know if you've ever thought about it like this, but every book has two stories. The first story that your book has, Incantation, is a story about Princess Lent. And you told that story so the reader could read it. But there's a second story. There's the story about why you decided to write the book. Can you share that with our listeners and tell them why you decided to write Incantation? Of course. Well, uh, well ever, since I was a, ever since I was a kid, I always liked to make stories in my head. When I was little, I used to use my toy. And I could never do anything unless I had a story behind it. So I... I used to write, around middle school, I used to write stories based on animals. And uh, at some point after I graduated, I decided, why not not write a legitimate fantasy book? I was always a magic fan. So I just just went with it. I never really expected it to become an actual book. I just wrote it just for the fun of it. I've written fiction books, too, and I wrote, I wrote one about King Arthur and Quenev- Queen Guinevere, and it's a really interesting experience to sit down and put your thoughts on paper or to write it with a computer, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. Do you see pictures in your head when you're writing? Uh, yeah, and it, sometimes it bugs me whenever I do have a picture in my head in a moment, but I don't have my computer to write it down. Exactly. And it goes away really quick, doesn't it? Oh, very much. That's happened to me, too. I used to dream about the characters, and I used to dream about the book. And it would be so vivid. It was just like I was standing there watching what they were doing. But if I didn't get up, maybe it was 3 o'clock in the morning, but if I didn't get up and either grab my computer or grab a piece of paper and write it down, poof, it just disappeared like magic. Does that happen to you, too? Oh, yeah, that's happened to me a lot. I'm too tired to get to the computer. (laughs) Yeah, especially if you wake up at 2 or 3 in the morning, right? Yeah. Well, I know exactly how that feels, and that's a creative brain. I don't know if anybody's ever said those words to you or not, Mason, but that just shows. Uh, Yeah, that shows your creativity. Tell me about the book. Tell me about the plot. What happens? Who's in it? Well, it starts off, as you can tell from the back of the book, it tells you about, about about a powerful witch. Who is was in the eye of a king who 
had a very, was a very much attracted to her, but she didn't have the feeling in return. See? So, as a king, who doesn't take no for an answer? Big surprise. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, he orders his men to go a- after her and, ta- and take her by force. In doing so, it led to her death and the discovery that she already had a child with someone, with someone else. One, if he couldn't have the love of his life, he could have. He would rather take in her daughter, who would have would have potential in being of use. Sixteen years later, she she's all grown up. And still, none the why, I just told to uh, to who she really is or who her father is. Regardless, she's made friends, Adam, as a mentor, Jesse and Madam B, and uh, Now, you have her come into her powers, too. That's at the very, very beginning of the book. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, uh, I'm trying to go for an intense, an intense moment very quickly. I thought you did a really nice job with that. I really liked it. You make me like her as a character. She's a little bit feisty, and she doesn't really know how powerful she can be yet, right? Oh yeah. I I like to add, I like to add humor with suspense. That's why I add a lot of sarcasm and jokes. I thought it you did a, me. Yeah, I thought you did a great job with that. And you also built the suspense. That's what you did really well in the first, in the very beginning, the first couple of chapters. You start building your suspense because we start wondering to ourselves about the powers that all of a sudden you have this really explosive scene that happens when she's out working on her mar- on her magic because at first she just she can't do anything nothing works she's doesn't seem to be magical at all and then all of a sudden bang there are her magical powers and they just sort of take over in a really explosive unexpected way and then her father calls her in after this really crazy experience, and he starts to ask add a little a little mystery to it as well because he begins to behave a little mysteriously. You've done a really nice job with the way that you've written this, Mason. Thank you. When you were writing the characters, did you have somebody in your head? that you modeled the character about, or did you just make everybody up? Uh, more or less, I made everybody up. But uh, Lynn is actually... When I first got the idea of the story, I was listening to the song, Say My Name, from Beetlejuice. And uh, the main character in that, and that, her name is Lydia, and I was thinking with something shorter... And I just thought, why not Lynn? I love that. (laughs) I love that movie, by the way, Beetlejuice. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
That's an unexpected thing for you to say, Mason. <laughs> I really like it. Thank you. I shame they never added the song, though. Yeah, really. I love it. That's <laughs> When you write, how does it work? Do you, um, do you just sit down and say, okay, I'm going to write? Or does it just start to, do you out, have you outlined the book? Or do you just sit down, do you sit down with a pad and write with your hand? Or do you sit down and write with a computer? Is it a movie All in right, your head? Well, Go ahead. It's like a movie in my head, like you said before, the images in my head. I, and I just write down with a computer. Sometimes I, while I'm in the moment, sometimes I even... You forget I misspelled something or I or added two ands in there. And what? Because that's not important when you're writing. You go back and catch that when you're trying to do your editing, right? Yeah, and uh, it took me, took me, even though this book isn't really that thick, uh, it took me like three years to make it. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it takes a while to put our thoughts down. And it, and like I said, I never thought thought I was going to publish this. So I, I kind of, I didn't really. I took my time with it. Good. Are you going to do another book? Oh yeah, I got I got a lot in mind, especially the sequel for this one. I was going to ask if you were going to do a sequel. It just seems like it should have a sequel, doesn't it? The, putting the words at the end does kind of set the mood. I agree. Who do you think should read this book? Did you have anybody in mind when you were writing it? Did you think it would be young adults or... Kids, or who were you? Who were you thinking about when you wrote it? Oh, I was thinking like maybe Harry Potter lovers, anyone who want, who wants more fantasy and magic, but doesn't have, but they don't have anything else to look at, and then and then they see my book. I like that. I think Harry Potter. I've read Harry Potter as well, and I think you're right. I think that people who have read and enjoyed Harry Potter would really enjoy incantation because it's got that magical element it's set in a an time in the past yeah medieval magical past kind a time when we can really believe that magic could have existed is that a fair thing to say uh yeah 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 because it's like looking back through the mists of time and being able to see something wonderful that happened then that could never happen now. That's how I kind of think about it anyway. You know, sometimes when authors write, they learn things about themselves as a result of writing. When you wrote this book that you didn't expect to be a book, did you learn anything about yourself? Um, well, not not particularly, but I found out that I really, 
that whenever I come up with a thought in my head, I have to make it into a book. So that's become a habit now. I think that's something that you learned about yourself is that, number one, you can write a whole book and you can write something that will be a book and you can write something that will follow up as a sequel for this book. So did you know that before you started writing? Not really, no. So you learned something about yourself. I mean, uh, when I when I first made this book, I did intend to make sequels, but I never really thought I'd get this far. I'm really glad that you did. I think that w- I need to take a minute right here and let's tell our listeners where they can find the book. Now, the title of Mason's book is Incantation. Let me spell that for you. I-N-C-A-N-T-A-T-I-O-N. All you have to do is go to Amazon, and in the search feature, there's sort of a big, long, gray box, and that's a search feature. Put in the word Incantation by Mason with an M, M A S O N, middle initial H with a period, last name Humphrey, H U M P H R E Y. Click on it and the cover will come right up. And in the upper right hand corner, there are a couple of words that say open here. If you put your cursor on those two words, and click on it, the book will open, and you'll be able to see a little biography about Mason, and then you'll be able to read an excerpt. There are about two chapters, but the second chapter will leave you hanging, so you'll have to buy the book. You can buy it right there on Amazon. It comes in paperback as well as Kindle, and you can purchase it right there. And we'll wait for the sequel. Have you started writing it yet, Mason? Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a decent, I'm around a decent two, three chapters into it. It'll, it'll take me a while, but since I know better what I'm doing, uh, it'll take me less time to write it. It's amazing how that happens, isn't it? After you sort of figure it out, it just seems to flow much easier, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Would it be too much if I were to reveal the name of the sequel? No, I would love it. Let's talk about some of the characters. And talk, talk about the sequel. Yes, please do. So, uh, would you like to know about the characters first or the, or the, let's the, talk, the title? Let's talk a little bit about the characters. Let's talk about Princess Lynn. How would you, when you made her up, how did you see her? Well, I saw her as a strong, as a strong young lady, someone who who would stand that kind of person who would stand up for other others when she sees a bad situation. Someone who wants to help, but but isn't capable yet. Someone who tries to line things up up with a snark, with a snark or a joke. Uh huh. She's a little bit of a smart aleck, isn't she? 
My parents call me that. <laughs> she's a little bit of a she's a little bit of you, Mason. She's a little bit of you. <laughs> now, what about Jessie? Who is Jessie? Well, she would be the you like the uh, lady in wait. Lynn's lady in waiting, her closest friend. They've been together ever since they were young, and she. You'd be making the. You'd be more often making these. Are you serious? Looks on her faces, <laughs> on her face. Yeah. And she's the you one. Trying. Go ahead. You would try and keep a. Sorry, you would try to keep a leash on Lynn, but it's di- it's difficult. I think I can see Jesse doing lots of eye rolling. Yes. Yes, I can identify that. I can, I'm an eye roller, too. At the same time, she would also act like her at times, but also have a little sarcasm and snarkiness. They're really more friends than anything, don't you think? I like to think uh, sister, sisters at arms. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. All right, what about the king? Tell us about King Felix. Is he a good guy or a bad guy? A stereotypical, a stereotypical narcissist. Ooh, that's a strong description. Wow. Well, I just, well, it's just a, it's just how I think kings used to bend back in the day. Most, some of them, at least. I agree with you. Uh, someone who is driven by power, someone who thinks they're above the rest in the world. And think they should always get their way, right? Yeah. Until until they realize they're over their head. And and we're kind of glad that that happens. All of a sudden, it brings that person a little bit back down to earth. Is that what you wanted for King Felix? Uh, Yeah. Now, what about Madame B? I thought she was a very interesting character. What's her role? She plays as the uh, stern, as a stern mentor, like a mother Lynn never had. She she can't do magic. She knows how she knows how to do it, but she wasn't born with the abilities that Lynn has. And she, and she has a, a lot of books. Because she was a librarian, right? Yes, yes. Now, who's Lucy? Lucy. Well, at first, at first she's a dark purple-colored crow that never, that never leave, that always came back to Lynn's balcony. Yeah, and at some point she becomes human. Some point she becomes human once Lynn casts into another part of her magic. I like that. Of course, no. Of course, Lynn had no idea that she was talk- talking to to uh, in her head. She thinks she was talking to a bird, which makes her think she's starting to get lonely. Why did you make her a crow? 
actually? I don't I don't quite remember. <laughs> well, I thought it was interesting because I have four crows that come to my backyard all the time. And they're such interesting birds. And Lucy being a crow interested me very much simply because I watch the crows and I watch some of the things that they do and they're so interesting to watch. Have you done that? I don't really watch crows, but I am aware that they I'm aware that that crow was actually one of the smartest birds in the world. Exactly. So kind of, and uh, I, and when I was first going for a crow, I think I was going for something different at first. Mm-hmm. But then, I just thought that was a a perfect choice for a mystical. You know, crows are so dark; they're so black, and they've got those associations through history about being associated with magic, being associated with witches. I just thought it was a perfect choice. So good for you. Now tell me a little Thank bit you. tell me a little bit about the sequel that you're already in the <clears throat> middle of writing. Without mentioning too much on the plot, right? Ah, we don't want to tell too much, no. I call I call it incantation. The thief of Sable. Ooh. Table is actually French for sand. I was going for a French theme. I like theme that thing going. I in like fact, that. In fact, the kingdom that Lynn grew up in, the Magic U, is actually French. It's actually magic in French as well. Really, cool. Well, when the readers get hold of a copy of Incantation and they sit down and they start to read. I think this would be a wonderful book for a person to read by themselves, but I also think that it would be a terrific book for parents or grandparents or older siblings to sit down and read with a younger child, a sibling or a little cousin or something like that, maybe as a bedtime story, maybe just to have a a book to read because there are so many things that you could talk about as a result of the book. I think you've really, really done a nice job with the language. It's language that many levels of people will understand, and I think it's a good book to begin lots of different conversations. So when they read the book, they'll eventually come to the very end, and they'll read that last, last page. And you and I talked about three things that you really want the reader to take away. One of them, number one, was power makes people crazy. Number two was females are empowered and female empowerment. And number three, and I think this is really important too, if you put your mind to it, then you can succeed. Is there anything else that you want to say to the listeners about your book, Mason? Well, I just hope they, I just hope they enjoy it and it will, and, uh, Hope they don't have to wait too long for me to finish the next one. 
me too. Go, Mason, go. Right, Mason, right. <laughs> this has been such a pleasure to talk to you today, Mason. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you. Now remember, you can find Mason's book, Incantation, by Mason H. Humphrey on Amazon. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast, brought to you on webtalkradio.net. You can also hear this podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I hope you'll join me for the next Books on Air podcast, because remember, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so very much for listening.